Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the if you think you're the toughest smartest person in any particular room you are in the wrong room it's really literally saved me the last few weeks where you podcast and everything else is about listening, turning off that movie inside your head and listening to what the other person has to say. And it doesn't matter how good you are. It's always better than luck, to be lucky than good. So, gorgeous Melissa, the finest specimen in the history of sports betting. Uh, but some guy reminded me the other day, he sent me a message. She's not just the finest specimen in sports podcast history, podcast history, live stream history. Uh, she's up there in sports, sports programming, anywhere you can find it. But she's not just a pretty face. She's a genius. She picks up things super fast. And she can throw something at you at 90 miles an hour. She's more for athlete. So she's been helping us monetize college football. Right now with college football, the bottom line is we are 46 and 30, 65, 60.5% against the spread, betting 500 bucks a game, which I do. I bet $1,000 on pro. And I'll let Melissa decide whether I should change my strategy, put a thousand college games as well. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We're at $11,750. First week when Melissa said, oh, I was in 11 and 0. The first thought to me, I was like, wait a second, I was 10 and 1. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stop there. It went on to the NFL. The only picks you gets wrong in the NFL have been urban legend picks like home dogs on Monday night or double digit dogs in the division. Yep. It's just inexplicable what happens. Whatever logic or research you do into that, it's wrong. So thank yep. you, Melissa, for helping us in the podcast, helping us with your genius. And when I call him Melissa, Melissa Einstein, Melissa. helping us for genius. Thank you so kindly for being tougher and smarter than we are. Because believe me, we got that video on Instagram, on Twitter. We'll keep repeating it. Her firing the ball better than 75% of the NFL quarterback. Believe <laughs> if she hits you with that and she throws a punch, you will be knocked out. <laughs> Not on her bad side. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so thank you, Melissa. What are your first words as we get into college? Oh, thank you for having me um, and giving me this opportunity to help you guys. Um, it's been fun and I'm continuing to have fun and improving every week. It's been been amazing um i'm excited for college specifically for a game that we're gonna go over you know somewhere down the road on the list tonight but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm excited for college 
All right, awesome. Ready. All right, so the first game we're going to look at is, it's funny because she put it first. It's like sometimes we have telepathy going where she sends me signals and I'm independently doing what she, so I was thinking a lot about the first game she put on our spreadsheet here. Remember track and her and I are going to do a podcast and on uh, Hawthorne Effect, I'll make sure I put in, you know, betting strategies, really their life mm -hmm. strategies, their investment strategies, uh, logic strategies. Uh, that'll help a lot in any avenue of your life, but we apply it to what we're talking about. $11,750 to buy things, to have fun, like she's saying. And you don't know when the end is going to come, right? Uh, Hamas reminded us of that. And we're a couple steps from World War III. So yes, you're making money. At the same time, you have to have fun with what you're doing. Because life is short. And we're all going to die soon believe it or not uh, yeah. we were both thinking telepathy here with the oregon ducks coming off a heartbreaking loss against washington now they're going against washington state washington state's a little bit of a lull uh, the line's at 20. let me see if it's changed enough because faster than usual uh, you can go to the top 10 rules of betting where we get to where the lines come from, how they originate, how they move, and how they're changing. But faster than usual, we're in week seven here, college, or week eight college, actually. I've got to change all that. It's actually week eight college and week seven NFL because college was always ahead by a week. Uh, yeah, I'll change that later. Uh, Lines are changing quickly with line movements. And remember, it's not like the stock market where there's a prospectus and it's an actual dollars coming in. It's on manipulation by people who control the line until we get different evidence, right? Because you have to deal with direct evidence, what you see. And Melissa and I know that most people act in their own selfish self-interest, including the people who move the line. So they're moving the line for their self-interest, right? And it's a lie, right? A myth we get told in sports betting is that line makers and the businesses want 50% of the action on both sides and they make money off the juice. Wrong. They want 80% of the people to make the wrong pick. It's because casino games are 20%. So when you play craps, when you play poker, when you, whatever, you're at 20%. Slot machines are even worth like 4%. The average sports better is 20% for a reason, right? Because of the manipulation they do. So Melissa and I, we reverse engineer that. And we're both naturally cynical contrarians, right? The lens itself to this type of reverse engineering. So we know the key number is 21. Mm -hmm. they're pricing it at 20 they're thinking Oregon's going to cover that big number uh, I remember this game last year was just an absolute shootout so remember they uh, what they do is they study each other all summer so both defensive type coaches so it does, that game doesn't get completely out of control right 
So with that being said, that lends it to Washington State, right? So we like Washington State. Oh, I like Washington State plus the 20, making, making it 21, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And 61 is a big number. Uh, Washington State's offense has been sputtering, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the over 61. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Right. So Washington State, we want to get it to 21 points. Yeah. Uh, to get it to that key number. Mm -hmm. and over the 61. In Oregon's defense, when they're planning, they're going to be beat up. So the game's not going to be in control like it was last year. Check what the score was last year. I can get it as we move along. Last year was um, 44 to 41. So Oregon, right. well, the Ducks 44, Washington State 41. So I think it's going to be 34 31. Both yeah. teams are going to shave a touchdown off each other through the yeah. film running. But uh, college football being college football, and then attrition. Football is a game of attrition. The defense just ain't going to have their legs going. So what is the next game we're going to look at? Um, UCLA and Stanford. The other game I was thinking about. So both in a row. Chip Kelly, right? Chip Kelly's record at UCLA. Mm -hmm. won only about 30% of his games, so. But his lifestyle, you kind of wonder, you're like, man, does he have pictures on his people? Why does he have such a horrible record and still employed? So the fact that he has a horrible just record, period. I'll look it up right now. I'll give you exact numbers. He is... Six years at UCLA. He is 27 and 29. So that's less than 50%, less than that against the spread. And this is a perfect situation because remember, Vegas wants to make money off of you. They, they want 80% of the people to get the game thrown. So they know that, we know that. And Stanford coming off a big win, extra day of rest, getting 17 points, you don't even have to be a genius, right? <laughs> you just have to use that set of facts and you gotta go Stanford plus buy the extra point because I'm paranoid, right? <laughs> and it's bad because the last couple of weeks, uh, life has given me evidence to add to my paranoia, justify my paranoia. <laughs> so, UCLA plus 18, under 52. UCLA might start a new quarterback who doesn't want to do that. Dante Moore hasn't picked up the offense as fast as we would prefer him to do so. So that tells us the under. So we take information, you watch in sports, articles, so on and so forth, and we use it for monetizing it. And then after we monetize it, we put it on a debit card and then we swipe and buy things. <laughs> that is our process. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Useful information. 
Do you like that, Melissa? Yes. <laughs> All right. So then we're going to go to the SEC. Mm -hmm. Army against LSU. Uh, and so let's get to look at the background. And, you know, obviously I read a lot about it because I'm putting 500 bucks of hard-earned money every week in a thousand NFL, right? And I'm a wealth manager and I do decision science. Uh, making decisions. And decision science is used by the top Fortune 500 companies. It's a scientific way of making decisions. So I got to keep my mind sharp when I'm betting on games and do your research. I think it's number four rule of betting that we have in the top 10 rules of betting that Melissa's going to add on it since she picks games better than I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's going to kind of add on to that. Uh, we look at corporate governance, right? So one method to invest, there's two main ones. One is technical analysis and the other one is fundamental analysis. And technical analysis, you're using charts, numbers, blah, 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 and you're about 59% of the time. I have to be 100% of the time or else I get uh, not just fired, I get thrown in jail. <laughs> so uh, looking at that, Fundamental analysis has gotten people rich. Technical analysis has not gotten anybody rich. It's gotten people rich selling technical analysis. So to that end, we study, especially me as an MBA, I have an MBA, Master's of Business Administration, as an MBA, what we do is look at the structure of things and the corporate governance that Kraft and Jerry Jones got in a fight about, fist fight, they wanted to fight each other. Corporate governance. So we look at corporate governance. That's why we talk so much about the coaches, Trip Kelly. In this case, it's going to be, uh, if last name is Kelly, always forget his first name because it's not important for me to make money to know this guy's first name. <laughs> That's why I forget it. But anyway, Coach Kelly, his background is smart guy. He used to work for a guy named Gary Hart, who was running for president, he was going to win president, but he was screwing a secretary and lost. So Kelly decided to become a football coach. He made sure he had army on the schedule, right? We're in a time of war. We had two battleships outside Gaza. And if Iran gets in it, Russia, we're already fighting Ukraine. There's your World War III, folks. How does World War III start? That's how it starts. I just told you, right, to say. So they're playing Army. Army's getting 32 points. Who's the head coach of Army? Todd Monken, who knows how to do more with less. His brother uh, just got done winning two national titles with Kirby Smart from Mensa. Uh, was engaged from a girl who was in Mensa. So that's how I know about Mensa. You have to be like super smart. It's only for smart people. So his name is Curry Smart. He is making $15 million a year as a college football coach. He's one of the last two national titles. And the coach of Army, his brother was his offensive coordinator. Now, uh, Todd Munkin, very smart man, moves from the Nick Satan, Bill Belichick football mafia family and uh, Melissa you know, gave me a link to a good video that talks about how people have patterns and they don't change from those patterns. That's why we get so many games right. Mm -hmm. Because at some point you start predicting 
these people pattern through fundamental analysis, corporate governance, and how these people think. So Todd Munkin uh, goes from the Belchie, Nick Satan mafia family to the Harbaugh football mafia family. And he's the offensive coordinator for your Baltimore Ravens. But I digress. His brother is the head coach of Army. He's done a great job doing more or less, and they run the ball. They have to, right? Because they have to keep it simple. Now these guys are literally preparing for war. Uh, they go in as officers, but sometimes they do infantry work and then so-called consultants. When you hear, oh, we have consultants in Gaza, that means we have troops in Gaza. All a consultant means is if you get shot at, you can shoot back and become an infantry guy. So we got boots on the ground in Gaza. Believe it. They just don't want to go crazy on it. Because you see Omar, and you see Tlaib, and you see all these protests. I digress. Uh, <laughs> we're getting 32 points here. LSU, what they want to do is make this into a bye week. Because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they play Bel Belichick, the Belichick Mafia next week, and they say So I'll check that real quick, just to double check. Because now this is all making sense while they're doing this, right? But remember, he's a political guy, Melissa. So I'm going to throw this back to Melissa because she knows the point spread. She's 70% against the spread. Uh, mm -hmm. College. Not co college, she is because she's, I don't know. As far as I know, she's borrowing and using my picks, but she might be using her picks and like 11 and 0. And when I was 10 and 1. <laughs> so let's look at LSU's schedule. I know they play them soon. Uh, they play Satan on November 4th. So we're sitting on October the 20th. So in a couple of weeks, they got literally have a bye week next week. Mm -hmm. This week, they're going to use it into a bye week and use all four uh, guys on the depth chart. So in a normal game, they'll use the starter and the backup and the third string probably play special teams. This, they'll, even the managers are going to play in this game. Because all Army's going to do is run the football. Because that's all they can do. And then the total is kind of high. The total is close to 60. So let's make that yeah. 60. And let's go Army plus 32. Because remember, he's a political guy. He was going to, if Gary Hart won the presidency, he was going to be uh, either a high-end staffer or on the cabinet, right? Mm -hmm. Coach Kelly. Now Coach Kelly's making $10 million a year. That's a lot of money for this. That we have to funnel to us. He's making ten million dollars a year coaching LSU. So this is a PR. You know they're in the South. We're in a time of war. He doesn't want to embarrass Army. He just wants to play vanilla football, right? Uh, it's like when you played, right? And you played a a poor Catholic school. You know, <laughs> then they couldn't even really have uniforms. They had to go on there and like their dresses and stuff. Right. You weren't throwing your 90-mile-an-hour fastball at them. No. <laughs> you were throwing your nasty curve at them. <laughs> yep. They just super getting mad at them, right? Right. Same thing's going to happen here. It's not really that much different. So look at Army plus 32. And remember, when you run it, you run clock, right? So it ends the game sooner. Yep. So basically, smart man that he is, Kelly is giving himself two 
practically three weeks off before playing Saint in Alabama, which is going to be a very important game. And it counts for two because then they're in the same division. So for that and many other reasons, what do you think of us? Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, they want to be well-rested for that game. <laughs> 32 well. is a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 32 is definitely a lot of points. Um, I don't I don't think it's going to go over the, the total. No, though. because think about it. Army, let's say, you know, yeah. uh, LSU has far superior talent. So Army's going to run the ball. So you're here. We'll be watching this game, drinking, and then we'll yeah. do this. Bet, right? Whatever drink you have in your hand, whatever drink I have in my hand, Lewis, when we see a drive and it's Army, oh, Army, nine minute drives, seven plays, uh, and now they're putting it deep, right? <laughs> Half the quarter's over. It's only 15 minutes in a quarter. They just yeah. drove for nine minutes, they didn't yeah. score, they punted, boom, we'll slam our drink. I'll send you, like a plan. <laughs> send you a text with a beer and brick. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> right. Because we're getting the plus 32 and the other. Yes. Uh, what's the next game we're going to look at? Um, Mississippi State and Arkansas. Mississippi State and Arkansas. So I'm going to keep, because uh, I don't know. Did you watch The Office, um, Melissa? Yes. All right. There's a talking head. Uh, early in the series where Michael Scott says, I am not superstitious, <laughs> <laughs> but I am stitious. Yep. <laughs> yep. So uh, two weeks we've done this. We've done better against the spread. So why am I going to argue against it? So let's, we're going to look at Fat Tim Pittman's uh, news conference. Mm -hmm. Very proud Scott, right? He was talking about last week on the NFL podcast how he was watching coaches' interviews, right? Because, oh, yeah. yeah, because of the, because people don't understand that's the reason uh, next year we'll go to Rams and Chargers uh, mm -hmm. practices, uh, uh, train, training camp. Mm -hmm. and, I'm basically going to write now notes of what you see for body language and monetize. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sam Pittman, right? Sam Pittman, the head coach of Arkansas. We're looking at him. We knew that he was working hard to try to win the game because he's probably uh, going to get canned after this, but he wasn't going to cover. And then we, we kind of looked at him. Uh, that things go quickly south for him, right? Because mm -hmm. Melissa picked up on it, and I didn't pick up as much as Melissa picked up on it. Uh, deception, right? Deception in his body language. It's not going to be, not that any of these guys are honest, but is what is the lie and what, what are they lying about? Tells you a lot. So let's put on a coach right. Pittman before you put the game on. And Melissa doesn't take long. So we'll just have a couple of minutes.
I guess they have problems with their sound too. That's what's fine. We'll just look at his body language. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to hear the sudden draw though. Mm -hmm. He looks he looks a lot more refreshed, like he slept more. Yeah, he does. He, he doesn't have like the bags really bad underneath his eyes like he did before. He's not as fidgety either. Right. And he's not as sweaty. So now he has, he knows better too. He's a, he's a coach. He's making $4 million a year. He's been taught in this. He has a closed body language. Yes. And he's supposed to be an odd trucks, good Southern dude. So he, he, he seems, realized that and changed. Yeah. He seems a little bit more sincere this time. Right. Maybe that he keeps looking down. Yeah. Well, see, he knows he needs to look up. It's it's the looking down that gets me though. Right. But he's not as like fidgety and nervous right. talking this time. All right. So this week. They're minus 6.5 at home against Mississippi State. This guy, Zach Arnett, he looks like the substitute teacher, right? Mike Lee's the head coach, the main guy who hired him, died of a heart attack last year. Very unhealthy guy. You always looked at Mike Lee's and like, man, this guy's going to die of a heart attack. You know, guess what? He did. Uh, <laughs> Zach Arnett, uh, has made some classic mistakes. Mike Leach is a genius, has the air raid offense. He has a top-notch quarterback. And he ego gets in the way. He becomes a head coach, doesn't realize that he's a head coach because they are a poor university and they couldn't adjust, they couldn't pivot from the coach suddenly dying. So, so put this guy in place. So, but he thinks he's a head coach and he changes the offense. Wow. And that's not going to last long. You got a fourth year starter who's been in one offense the whole year. And here comes a new coach who wants him to learn an offense for a senior year. That's a disservice he did for him. And I felt that, yeah, he could get the rah rah stuff going, but that rah rah stuff has an expiration date if there's not some substance behind that. And we know what Coach Spurrier taught us. As I get into my Southern accent talking about the SEC, what Coach Spurrier taught us was that you can only get your team up high for three games. It seemed like he tried to do that every game. So now it's three and three. Coach Pittman's about to lose $5 million job. Um, you can see it in body language, to be honest. He's at home. He played a great game against Alabama last week, one play away from winning, and we predicted that. We said we, the man's going to be one play. How, were you watching that game? How did you feel last week when we had plus 20 and that game was close? It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> those easy wins are good. Yeah, those easy wins are good. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. So they played Western Michigan last week. They lose to South Carolina, which is a crappy team. We lost to Florida. Uh, they lose to LSU 
Arizona. They beat them in overtime. Mm -hmm. So coming here against Arkansas, they're going into the hornet's nest. They have to win this game. It's at home, probably like a homecoming type situation. And that's the research I'll have you do for the rest of the time, which are the homecoming games, because those are an edge. And they have different game planning for homecoming games. Right. Um, but anyways, they're going to be at home. They have to get right. They're two and five. They want to get to a bowl game. So to get to a bowl game, they can only lose one more time. And after Mississippi State, they got Florida, Auburn, FIU, and Missouri. So they definitely can make a bowl. Uh, but they have to beat Mississippi State and then lose one out of Florida, Auburn, FIU, Missouri. All of those winnable games. But this game is set up for a blowout. So I like Arkansas minus the six. And I'm going to buy myself off the half point. Why? Because I'm paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> My paranoid got some evidence this week. So we're going to play it safe. Hey, we bet a lot of games, put a lot of money on this game. So we have a sort of a defensive investment strategy, short-term investment strategy. This defensive, right? And remember, uh, in decision science and in logic and finance, you eliminate variables and co-variables to get to a result, to ensure a result. That's what the book says. So we're going to eliminate the half point variable, make it Arkansas minus six over 48. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, I think that sounds great. Nice. What's the next game we're going to look at? Um, Tennessee and Alabama. So Tennessee and Alabama. And I'll play, let's see here, 30 seconds of this song. It's very relevant to this game. Explaining this game, uh, a game that I actually want to go to once because I've been to the Florida Georgia game, which is a traditional game. Been to the Alabama Auburn game. I want to go to the Tennessee Alabama because it's a traditional game. They call it a um, trailer game. The reason they call it a trailer game is because, and it's a lot of independent wealthy people, but they buy these expensive mobile homes, RVs. And they camp out like a NASCAR. They camp out for a week in the parking lot. And all they do is drink. And when you go there, they're like, oh, hey, hey, what, what's going on with you? You don't have a beer in your hand, boy. Come over here. I'll take it. Uh, I do not take it. Personally, they're calling me boy. And, you know, they want me to hit. So, what? Like, you don't have a hot dog, boy. Here's a hot dog. <laughs> we got barbecue cooking. And we got the games going on satellite. <laughs> they sit there watching football games on satellite, eating hot dogs and ribs and whatever. You go inside the game. I always go in the student section. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go back. Like, Son, we have uh, yeah, exactly. We have Sunday football tomorrow in the RV. They join <laughs> the next day for the RV, and you know you're nice. You bring them a twelve pack. They didn't no need. You're not going to be a good guest. <laughs> right. <laughs> you sit there watching NFL on satellite for, you know, the rest, the, rest of the rest of the time. And then you go home in the evening. You're not going to be a jerk. Just leave after the early games. <laughs> right. <laughs> but don't overstay your welcome. 
So you can hear this. Definitely for the, our Spotify fans, we'll have the music in it. Begin the song. That's not too good. Let's look at this other one. All right, that was the one. All right, you got it. This will lay I said in the South, if two parents graduated from the University of Alabama, the daughter could definitely not date a guy who's going to Tennessee. <laughs> and this is Georgia, and the, the singer did pick Georgia, all right, uh, because they won the national championship twice. But the real rival is Alabama. So this Alabama. Uh, Tennessee game plus nine, definitely going over 48 uh, because mm -hmm. they don't. This is a game that they have plays just for this game, they have game plans just for this game. As much as Joe Milton, and we'll have I just watching that game, I'll have some film of Joe Milton, even though this game is going to be different, his real self is going to come out. Uh, he's a thrower, not a passer, right. And there's a big difference. And that's what, how you know whether a college guy is going to make it in the NFL or not. Is he throwing it at somebody or is it passing it to someone? But he's going to be different in this game. We have plays specialty for this game. So if two parents graduated from the University of Tennessee and they're football fans, their daughters are prohibited from dating Alabama guys and vice versa. <laughs> that's what that song is about. So it, it gives you the flavor of the South. So give me Tennessee plus the nine points over 48. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, that sounds perfect to me. All right. So great to be a Florida Gator. <laughs> and if you look at the uh, Florida Gator receivers, mm -hmm. uh, they've been losing a lot of fumbles. And it's because they're not going to the gym they're not, and they don't, you know, they show their guns. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like 50 years old. And I'm doing better than you. What's your deal, man? 
you're in college, you're supposed to be ripped. Uh, so Florida is playing. Make sure. I shouldn't be doing this, but I think you're right. Uh, they are playing. Actually, they're off this week. And next week, the Florida Gators are playing uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. Those dogs were hunting another. Uh, they call it the biggest cocktail party in the world, the Georgia-Florida game in Jacksonville. Uh, I think here, what you were thinking of is Florida State, the Florida State criminal. Yes. Yes. Minus 14 and a half, under 50. Man, I, can't, I cannot argue with that at all. All right. <laughs> What's the next game you're going to look at, Melissa? Um, oh, this is the game that I'm most excited about. Um, it's going to be the Air Force and Navy. Nice. It is. And why are you so excited about this game, Melissa? Seems like it's going to be an interesting game just based off of their scoring last year. <laughs> I'm very curious to see how it's going to go this year. I think the same. Uh, we're at that time of war, so this this is going to be yeah. more eyes on this. Yep, they, they have game plans again. You got to look for the corporate governance. They have game plans just for this game, uh, and these are great coaches. They do a great job. Navy has a new coach. Mm -hmm. That's basically all the same thing. Uh, Troy Calhoun, talk about good Southern name for a football coach. Troy Calhoun. It's a coach of Air Force, and Air Force has a better team than normal this year. That's why they got a plus 10. Uh, yeah. I would definitely, by that point, get it. I'll take key number. Mm -hmm. But th this just to be a game. We, under 34, it seems like a lot. Every time there's a punt, you slam your beer or take a shot. <laughs> right. So, again, this is going to be a good game as far as it's going to be a lot of good hard hitting in this game. Uh, they're going to pump this game a lot more because we are at war and it's Navy against Air Force. Right. So it's going to be a good, clean, hard-hitting game. And uh, we'll take notes and we'll do a little film too and you'll see how the triple option works and how teams in the NFL are, are incorporating as the trajectory of the NFL season. Because the NFL season, uh, especially now after the six-game cycle, coaches go in four-game cycle. So what got us 70% in the first six weeks, uh, it's not going to get us the same results in the following four weeks. So we look at kind of the, the triple option, the pure triple option, and then the variations of it you see in the NFL and in college. All right, what's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Utah versus USC. We are going back to the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And we're going to Queensbury, uh, who we read them like a book just last week, Melissa. It's one of those games. You got to bet each game individually. The highest level of probability is 80%. If somebody tells you they're, they have a lock, it's up to 80%. And there's no such thing as a lock. There's no certainty in life. Uh, but that Notre Dame game, I felt, man, I should have just bet my whole life savings office. <laughs> that would not have been a wise thing to do. But again, he's one in four in bowl games. Now he's probably like one in 10 when 
a good coach is scheming against him. And this week he has a good coach scheming against him, Coach Willingham. And we all know, not we all know, but we say it a lot on, on the podcast. I'm not of that religion and I'm not making a religious statement at all. But the Mormon church has more money than any other church in actual do- dollars now. Uh, they just did it this year in actual dollars and per capita. They've always been per capita. Uh, they have more money than any other religion, more than Catholic church, even in property. I mean, like Josh, what does it have to do with college football? It has to do that Coach Willingham at Utah is more. Uh, and he only focuses on football like Andy Reid. He doesn't think about anything else. He's not skirt church chasing. Uh, <laughs> he's allowed to have you know, girls on the side, so it's not like a big deal, (laughs) right? So he's just focused on football. He always covers in these situations. So again, since I'm paranoid, I'm going to give myself a half point. Mm -hmm. It's going to be under 52 because Utah has to play a defensive game. And again, last week was another perfect example. What works against the air raid? And I'll do some film on this too. It's you rush three and you drop eight. I remember the air raid, the quarterback and receiver read the defense independently of each other. That's why Travis Kelsey Mahomes having that telepathy. They're so effective. Right. And so we play a street football game. Man, we, we mess people up. Uh, <laughs> Alyssa, of course, the quarterback. <laughs> we repeat the defense and do the telepathy thing. <laughs> read the defense. All right. So that's, what do you think about that pick, Melissa? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, I, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I think this game, let's see what time this game's going to be. It's going to be like 5 p.m. Because time yeah. flies, we're already week seven. I'm going to have to make sure I strategize uh, the time watching these games. I'm going to college. So I can maximize my enjoyment. Like the Air Force Navy game is going to be early. So this uh, is going to be an interesting game because Utah has to recruit Southern California to do well. This is going to be their last game in Southern California for a while as they go to the Big 12 and USC goes to the Midwest, right? They might play games in Southern California, but it's not going to be as big as USC at the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. All right, so it's 5 p.m. All right, so I'll be ready at 5 p.m. And what is the last game we're going to look at, Melissa? Arizona State and Washington. Another uh, very interesting game to me. Uh, and again, since they're breaking up the Pac-12, this is going to be the last year of the Pac-12. This is like a traditional Pac-12 game. It's always good, right? So uh, Arizona is coming off a week off. Coach Dillingham, right? Coach Dill, young guy. He's 32 years old, making $5 million a year, right? Single dude in Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> he should be in better shape than he is. He's kind of fat. So, like, Coach, that's what the first thing I tell him. I don't know. Coach, you need to lose some weight, man. Single dude making $5 million in Tempe, Arizona. He's getting 28 points in the, remember what we said last week that Washington, that's another game. We, we, we were lights out last week, made a lot of money last week. 
uh, we were like, yep. Kelvin DeVore said that his life mission, the only thing he cares about his life is beating Oregon. Yeah. Not only did he beat Oregon, he made us money, which is more yep. important. So that means that he completely beat up his football team last week. Uh, Arizona, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were hitting in practice, and you know, starters played the whole game. Hundred oh, yeah. percent special teams. Hundred percent. Now against a one in five, low energy, low talent Arizona State team, mm-hmm. dealing him again. You know, making mistakes. He's a young kid from corporate governance standpoint. He had two weeks to look at this. Nobody likes losing. Uh, they're going to play a very good game against Washington. They're not going to win the game, but they're going to cover 28 points. And again, my paranoia, 28 is a key number. So I'll make it 28.5. And as the year goes along, supposedly Vegas, their lines get tighter. But it means nothing to us. We make the adjustment because, as Melissa's video, you know, advises of, when you get in a pattern of thinking, right, can foreshadow a downfall, time mm-hmm. change, the pandemic changed everything. Now, uh, hopefully not, but uh, the war in Gaza, the Ukraine war is changing. So you got to change your thinking. You can't have the same rigid thinking. You've got to adjust. So we, we adjust with the trajectory of the season. What worked early in the season is not necessarily going to work in certain targeted games. It's not necessarily going to work mid-season, which I think we are now. It's not going to work at the end of the season. But, again, we start 46 and 30, 60.5%, 11,750 profit. So we've been in mid-season form, especially Melissa with the NFL. Well, she was at no college. We've been in Mitzi support the whole year because we have to be. All right? right. So Arizona plus 20 and a half. Does that make sense, Melissa? Yeah, makes perfect sense. I definitely agree that Washington's going to be beat up this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they played a very, very physical drag out game against yeah. the Oregon. Oh, yeah. Look at it in the Oregon game, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that we have, we do have Washington stay in that game. So mm-hmm. we're doing good. So final words, Melissa. Excited for this weekend as I am every weekend. Um, there's a meteor shower tonight, by the way. Oh, midnight. wow. Thank you for knowing. Check them- it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. check it out. It's going to be cool. It's one of my yeah. favorites. It's the Orionids. Orionids or Orionids. I can never pronounce it right. Right. Um, just look right at Orion's belt. It'll be there. Yeah, have my monocular to look at when it happens <laughs> right <laughs> and then uh got some friday night games to look at it in a second and then we'll be ready for football yes. uh both philosophies work right there's people in the cartel who have 10 wives 15 girlfriends and they cheat and kill people and live long and happy lives Melissa uh, mm-hmm. and i chose to go the opposite route that that's that's equally effective, right? Mm-hmm. You just have to be intentional what it is you want to do. Our philosophy is you give one, you get 10 back. 
uh, for me, you know, specific example is tipping the cashier 20 bucks on a thousand dollar bet and they shift the half number for you, which has happened almost every time I go to Vegas and I win 950 bucks. So $20 by giving without expecting anything in return turned into $950 or, you know, giving free samples at the restaurant. <laughs> so now maybe it's the start of World War III. I know that it started World War II. Winston Churchill got us through that. Some people want to argue with me with that. We go back and forth a lot, uh, <laughs> messages and emails. And I can do that because I have a degree in British literature. I can tell you why. I think uh, Winston Churchill and his fireside chats got people through World War II. But that is not important. What's important, and I didn't get it from the last sentence of season five, Virgin River. I know it from British literature. And I was saying it before that show came out. The people are accusing me, oh, you got it from Virgin River. No, Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life, a life from what you get, when you give your kids, when you give your family, right? When you give a complete stranger, yeah. get life from them, get depth. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this